I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. HD you are listening to a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello, everyone. This is Aresh Shirali from Mint, and I'm here to introduce you to our latest podcast, Mint Views Daily Dispatch. I have with me my colleagues Anant Vijay Kala, Srija Kundu, Srijay Sinha, and Rohit Ranjan. The idea is to offer you insights on the latest issues that catch our attention every day. Welcome to Mint Views. Today we discuss Hindutva politics. Now that the Supreme Court of India has delivered its verdict and okayed the construction of a Ram Mandir in Ayodhya, is Hindutva politics past its peak? That's the question we will debate today. As we know, Hindutva was the issue that actually propelled or catapulted the current political dispensation to power. Uh, at least to national significance, to a very significant extent. But now, the mandir has been okayed. It is going to be built in Ayodhya. Does this mean that Hindutva politics is now past its prime? That's the whole question. Anant, what do you think about that? I think I agree with this uh, proposition. My belief is that, uh, you know, the political gains that you can make out of this issue are gradually going to only reduce from here on. The reason being that the core ideology of the Bharatiya Janata Party and also to a certain extent the whole right wing uh, was premised on three big issues which were the Ayodhya dispute, the Uniform Civil Code and also the Triple Talaq issue. Out of these three issues, two have been fully resolved or at least legislated upon so that to uh, at least provide an end to the dispute. Third one also, interestingly Rajnath Singh has recently said that it's uh, perhaps time for that issue also. The the uniform civil code also to be legislated upon now this gives once this also happens given the brute majority that the government has and the way they have pushed forward these core issues in parliament i would be inclined to believe that the uniform civil code also would be approved very soon after that what do they talk about the political narrative that had built around the rise of the bjp that uh, came about on these three issues once they are gone then they'll have to think of a new new narrative the interesting thing is that there is evidence that we are starting to see that a shift in uh, the political narrative is starting to take place i think this uh, dispute or the problems that are cropping up in maharashtra is a reflection of that mm -hmm. the reason being that i think the shiv sena had suspected that the political gains out of this rightist issue are only going to fade from now and which is why they're trying to uh, change political leanings from the right group to a uh, left liberal side. I think it's deliberate and it's not about the domestic politics of Maharashtra, but it's uh, more of more because of the broader political narrative that they think would survive in the years ahead. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting point, Anant. You're basically saying that the law of diminishing returns on the Hindutva politics issue 
has begun to finally kick in. But there have been several false alarms in the past with commentators saying that, look, so much and no further, it does not reap electoral dividends. One has to actually normalize politics in that sense. Uh, Srijay, what do you make of this? Do you agree with this view? Uh, on both the points uh, that Anant raised, I would tend to differ with Anant. Uh, first, uh, the Hindutva politics itself, has it run its course? I do not think it has as yet. You see, this uniform civil code is still uh, unresolved. It remains very, very dear to uh, the BJP, BJP's constituency. Then you have this entire illegal immigrants issue, the NRC, which uh, the BJP will keep stirring up. And uh, uh, as, as, you, as we can read in newspapers, the BJP is trying to take it national not just in Assam. Mm -hmm. But you are saying that's related to the core Hindutva agenda. It is. And uh, also, that's fine that Ayodhya issue has been resolved uh, uh, by the court. But then there are already murmurs in some sections of uh, the right-wing leadership about uh, Kashi and Mathura. Mm -hmm. These sites remain still contested. And for the moment, yes, uh, the BJP has kind of, you know, uh, ticked all the boxes in its manifesto. But as and when situation arises, politically, if it sees uh, uh, gains to be made out of these two issues, Kashi and Mathura, it would try to play it up. So I do not think that in a country like ours, Hindutva has kind of run its course. I think it is still on the ascendant. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting statement. Uh, but they have categorically said that right now they shall not pick up Kashi and Mathura and other such issues. Uh, what do you have to say to that, Anand? No, absolutely. You're right on that. Spot on. In fact, there is a legislation which mandates that uh, all the temples and other religious structures should be uh, should remain as they were on the day of independence of our country. So, legislatively, I don't think it is possible to uh, argue in favor of a Kashi or a Vishwanath temple without changing the legislation itself, which I don't think at this point of time would fetch any political gains. I do not think that the people would like to see another three decades where there would be strife between two important uh, communities in our society. So that's a reading of the sentiment of people and the electorate. You're saying that basically it will not sell. Uh, Rohit, uh, what would you think? Coming back to the question whether if Hindutva is uh, past its prime, the very fact that it gained prominence says that it has a certain appeal. So I think it's a premature to say that it's past its prime. Mm -hmm. we, we can't say. Ultimately, it looks like much might actually depend on the prevailing political circumstances going forward. You never know how things shape up. The hope, the fervent hope across the country is that we have seen the last of the strife associated with this agenda in particular. And uh, we shall not see the kind of thing we saw over the past 30 years, uh, closure in that sense. But politics is politics. You have no clue where it's going and circumstances can change, often for the better, sometimes not for the better. But we all do have to keep watch and hope things work out well. That will be all for today. Tune in tomorrow to get your dose on Mint's editorial discussions. If you have recommendations or any issue that you would like us to discuss, please send in your suggestions to podcasts at hindustantimes.com. For more on Mint views, you can follow us on Twitter at Shrija Kundu. This was a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.
Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.